Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Jesse from Ironclad, and I'm really excited about the show we're bringing to you today. It's a special show. Now, this interview first aired back in November of last year, but we wanted to bring it to you again because the guest, Jack Carr, he's blowing up right now. Now, Jack is the author of, of three books, The Terminalist, True Believer, and his latest is Savage Son. It's on the New York Times bestseller list. He was just on the Joe Rogan podcast, and the first book in the series, Terminalist, is going to be an Amazon uh, series starring Chris Pratt. But the reason we wanted to bring you this is we want to introduce you to the guy behind the books, the guy kind of behind this this cool story, this Navy SEAL turned author, and get you to meet Jack because he is one of the nicest, coolest guys, and he's a real American hero. And the cool thing is Ironclad has actually had the opportunity. We got to shoot trailers for each one of these three novels, which was a, a real honor and a real privilege. And we wanted people to be able to hear Jack's story because a lot of people are, are discovering his books right now. And uh, it's, it's such a cool story and he's such a great dude. We're really excited to bring you once again our interview with Jack Carr. Trusted and proven, pushing the limits on every shot. We never fear failure. Join us as we set ourselves against the odds, bringing you cutting edge voices in every industry. This is the Ironclad Podcast. Jack Carr, we're so excited to have you today. Um, friend of Ironclad, we've worked on, I, I think, three or four projects together now. Um, former Navy SEAL, incredible writer, uh, just incredible partner for, for Ironclad, and we've been able to make some really awesome content together. But beyond that, working with you has, uh, you know, we, we, we say iron sharpens iron, and um, working with you has been a sharpening for us, and it's been an inspiration, and we're just excited to chat with you today. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for having me on. I'm fired up. That's why I love podcasts, because you get to just sit down with friends. You have an excuse to sit down with friends and just have a conversation and, uh, and everybody else can kind of join in, but it's a great time just to, just to catch up. So I find myself doing that quite a bit lately because a lot of my friends have these podcasts. So yeah. it's, uh, it's a lot of fun for me. Yeah. We were just talking about that routine that you have. I mean, you, you have a pretty intense regiment, especially after a launch, right? I mean, you, you got to stay sharp. How, what, what are some of the like challenges that you see when you start launching and you've got to run and gun and then stay sharp. What, what are some of those challenges that you're seeing on a daily? Yeah, so it's morphed. So for the first book, Terminalist, and that came out March 2018. Um, so at that point, I'm still writing the second one, still writing True Believer. Um, so that's two. But no one knows about the second one. No one knows me. I have no platform. I didn't come from politics or sports or you know something that gave me uh, some sort of a, a platform out there or name recognition. It was just starting from zero. So the book tour was, uh, I think, five days or so, six days maybe, um, and uh, it was pretty good for a brand new author that no one knew, and a lot of independent bookstores, so independent bookstores have a fan base already. People want to support that independent bookstore, kind of regardless of who's coming, which is great. So you show up there, and you know you talk to people, and I get to thank everyone, and, and I love that, uh, and then that book tour's over, and for me, it kind of continued because of podcasts because of my past and different brands, companies that I had personal relationships with that I worked into the novel because it was just natural for me to have the protagonist of the books use the tools that I used in real life as a SEAL and continue to use today, taking my family into the backcountry or whatever else we're doing. So just that, uh, that promotion side just continued naturally. Uh, and then more people would hear and someone would say, oh, what's, uh, what's he doing? Oh, I didn't know that. He has a book. Oh, cool. Well, let's have him on our podcast or let's, uh, let's do something together. Hey, we have this show coming up. You mind uh, signing some books in the booth or whatever? So it just kind of continued throughout the year, which was uh, different than most authors out there. 
um, and then start editing that second book, writing that third. So exponentially, more just gets added to your plate. So first one, not that bad as far as scheduling and everything. I stayed with my workout routine, could still get up and knock it out even on the road. Uh, but as the year wore on, and one project led into that, into the edits of the second, and into the writing of the third, and now, now you're essentially promoting three at this point. So as people have now heard about Savage Sun, the third one that comes out in April. So even though you're talking about True Believer and, and the first novel, you're still, you're kind of teasing Savage Sun. So it just kind of rolls and rolls and more gets added to your plate. And then sooner they'll be starting to write the fourth one. It's all outlined right now. I outlined it on a recent trip that I took to Russia uh, to do research to, for the third one. So it just gets just more and more piles up. So I guess the challenge uh, to answer that question is that just more gets added to your plate. So you have more balls in the air as far as juggling and you need to figure out how to, yeah, one, be disciplined, but also be agile enough to take advantage of emerging opportunities right. out there. So don't get so disciplined that uh, that you say no to something that's a great opportunity because it doesn't fit in your schedule. So uh, I'd say those are probably the uh, toughest uh, parts of it. Are you constantly assessing that balance between discipline and that flexibility uh, in in what does that look? How does that play into a? Does it is it a routine that you do, or or how are you finding that balance? Right. So I'm figuring it out, kind of as I go. And at this stage, this is a startup essentially. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I thought it was just writing. I thought you kind of go to the mountains and you write in the, you live in your cabin and you write and then you send it off to New York and then you start the second one, uh, or then you start the third one, then you start the fourth. I didn't realize that you have to do all the things that you would do if you were starting any small business. You have to do all that, that business plan, the, the branding, the co-branding, the marketing, the advertising, the social media, like all of that stuff plays in. And uh, I didn't think about that until the book launch. So I'm very new to all of this. And, and point being, at this stage of what is essentially a startup, uh, you have to be, I think, uh, agile and flexible enough to take advantage of these emerging opportunities. Um, so at this stage, I'm still in that phase where I am very, very agile, um, which means that the discipline part of it and the scheduling part of it um, is kind of over here. The pendulum's over here as far as being being agile. Right. Discipline side as far as being uh, adhering to a schedule is, is over here because I feel like I have to be flexible at this stage as I build the foundation, build that base of readers, get the word out there, that sort of thing. So I say yes to a lot of, uh, of opportunities. Now as you get more established and you have that base of readers that are going to continue coming back to find out what your character is doing next, uh, I think you can be more disciplined. Like John Grisham, Stephen King, Brad Thor, these guys that are completely established have this base of readers, have had those readers for uh, 10, 20, 30 years. Right. Uh, they don't really need to say yes to everything and they can be disciplined and get up in the morning, go through their routine, write for two, three, four hours, whatever that is, then return a couple of emails maybe, or we'll have their assistant do it or whatever. But uh, I'm not quite at that stage yet. Uh, and uh, I don't know how you assess. It's probably different for everyone. Uh, when you get to that stage, when you can say, okay, I feel good right now and I'm going to be a lot more healthy <laughs> by getting up, working out, eating, getting the kids to school, writing for three hours, uh, checking in with my assistant or whatever it is. Uh, but I'm not there yet. Uh, I'm in the, I'm in the build phase. Yeah. Well, phase. I'll tell you, man. I mean, just from the outside looking in, you know, I, I get to look in sometimes when we work together, but what you've been able to do, the brand that you've been able to build and just the, the ability that you have to engage with people, um, whether it's digitally or whether it's in person, even the first time we met the engagement that you're able to hone in on. I think we met at shot show, um, it was impressive. I mean, you, you've, you've been able to, 
when you do engage, you tune, you're able to at least look and feel like you're in it, you know, and, and that's been something that, um, you don't see from a lot of people. Interesting. Yeah. I don't really how to do it any other way, I guess. Um, and I guess that's just, that's just me. And at the same time, I'm doing something that I'm so passionate about. It's not like I said, what, uh, what business can I get into when I leave the military that's going to make some money? Okay. That's this, that's X, uh, it's widget X. Uh, okay, how do we build a business around widgets X? And I think when you do that, you have to love business in general. Right. Um, and for me, I love writing. Uh, and I love uh, this storytelling and creating these characters and building this universe. Um, but uh, I feel so fortunate that it's resonated with people and so fortunate that people are talking about it and engaging with me. And I, I, I sincerely want to thank everyone. And, you know, 10, well, not 10, getting a little older, 20, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, you couldn't do that sort of thing. You know, you could maybe you get a letter or the publisher would send you a letter that ended up in their mailroom or something like that. Uh, today, I can say thank you to people that reach out on email, on Twitter, on Instagram, um, a third on Facebook. That was a little too much. Like I, I, there's Instagram and Twitter are the two where I really engage emails, that sort of thing. But uh, when people can reach out and say, hey, your book really resonated with me or I loved it or hey, I left a review for you on Amazon. Thank you so much for writing this. Um, then I, I, I try to get back to absolutely everyone because I feel so fortunate to be in this position and that uh, that they are really allowing me to follow this passion and to, to have this post-military life. And uh, I sincerely appreciate it. So I love one of the book signings, love engaging with people, love hearing their stories or how they found out about the book or what else they're reading, uh, that sort of thing. And, and a lot of people tell me that, hey, I haven't read for a long time. So my book signings I've heard from the bookstore owners are, that are a little different. You have some people showing up in line that are, you know, pretty yoked up, tatted up, you know, hats on backwards, you know, whatever. And uh, they don't look like the typical reader that shows up for a lot of book signings, uh, which is interesting. So you're getting a lot of jujitsu guys in there, yeah. military, law enforcement, firefighters, EMS, type people uh, coming in and uh, and saying hi, uh, giving me a coin, which is such an honor. Like that happens quite a bit. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it's a it's a full on sprint. And like 40 years ago, it would be word of mouth around the water cooler. So you're around the water cooler at a break at work. You're talking to like five different people saying, hey, I just found this book. And you hit those five people. And let's say maybe two of them were like, oh, that sounds like something I'd like. Uh, I'll get that. And maybe one of those two that thinks that actually does it. Uh, well, now, social media wise, being able to engage with people, now people's sphere of influence. Yeah, maybe it's still one follower. Maybe it's two. Maybe it's five. Uh, it's also it might be two million. Uh, and everything in between, uh, and even more in some cases. So that's the water cooler today. That's that word of mouth. That's that modern word of mouth. And uh, and I feel so fortunate to be in this industry at a time when you can take advantage of that virtually, that word of mouth, and and uh, also be able to thank everybody that's uh, that's doing that and actually promoting the book and talking about it. Yeah, that's good, man. And I think one of the cool things is is uh, I know personally that you've had some opportunities through those to just really meet some awesome people, get some great resources. But all of that comes because you have goals in mind, right? And you can dip into that bank of, I know my goals, now I can react. Um, you've, you've also pursued your passions. How does goal setting play such a vital role in that? And, um, you know, what are you doing to continue to set those goals and achieve them? Yeah, so there's a few different ways to, to think about that. Um, you know, you can set a goal, like a goal, and it can be very broad, and then you can achieve it and be happy, maybe. Uh, or you can set one way up here and uh, maybe never achieve it and keep going after it and still be happy because of the journey. Or maybe not because you haven't reached your goal. 
So I think all that, so the goal setting thing is very strange. And I don't think of it in, in terms of uh, goal setting. And I don't list those things out there, where I want to go, how I'm going to get there, that sort of thing. I was more of the, uh, I'm going to write a novel. It's going to get picked up by Simon & Schuster. It's going to be optioned by an A-list star. And then I'm going to get uh, this contract and keep doing it. And that's going to be my, my post-military life. Okay, and that's about all the thought I gave to those goals. Um, what do you have to do first? Well, I have to write the novel. Very simple. Um, and uh, a lot of people set maybe set a goal and then dabble, don't go all in, think about the odds, uh, no one's going to like this, or how do I find an agent, or how's this getting a publishing house? And that's all wasted bandwidth where they're not writing, or let's just say whatever they want to do. Right. Uh, they're right. not doing the thing that they want to do because of that worry, or that bandwidth that's, uh, that's wasted or focused, not where it needs to be. It needs to be focused on the just doing it part, which is why we all remember the Nike slogan from whatever year that came out, you know, 83, 84, whatever that was. But everybody still remembers, you know, three words, just do it. Uh, there's been plenty of slogans since then from Nike, but I don't think any quite as uh, that resonated quite as much as that one. Yeah. You know, very simple stuff. Um, so it's uh, goal setting wise. Now, I, I guess I flex in that I have. Yeah, I know where I'm going generally. Uh, I want to write these novels for as long as people want to keep reading and as long as Simon and Schuster, uh, you know, wants to wants to keep in this partnership. And right now, it's, everything's looking great, and I feel so fortunate. Uh, I almost don't like talking about it because it's you know I don't want to jinx it. Um, so that's that's the path that I'm on, and I love this journey. And I'll never get to that place where like oh I've reached it. Like I've essentially done that part, and now I just want to continue and keep writing these novels and they write a few different things, help others along the way, hopefully provide a little inspiration for people that want to do it, whether it's writing or whatever it is, um, uh, give back to, to families that, I know, you know, we have a special needs middle child that are dealing with that, um, maybe talk about that every, you know, when it's appropriate, uh, so people can see that, okay, look, at they, they, this is how they've dealt with that situation, you know, maybe I can do it too. And it doesn't have to be special needs child, it can be any adversity. That you have to deal with because we're all going to deal with adversity in life it's we're not just going to sail through if you haven't faced it yet you will and uh you know what makes you who you are is how you deal with that adversity and that gets woven into these storylines as well so as far as the goal setting part so i look at what's going on out there i look at what i did uh last year last week uh, i think hey how can i do it better going forward it's like that military after action report come back from a mission you do a hot wash you gather all that data, then you put it into something more formal called an after action report, send that out. So hopefully it can get disseminated to people that are going to come behind you, guys that are training, getting ready to come downrange to do the job so that you can pass on those lessons learned so they don't have to learn them in blood. So I always look at, hey, how could I have done this better? How can I do the next launch better? What worked this time? What didn't work as well? How do we morph it um, to be more effective and efficient with our use of time and resources? So I'm constantly thinking about those. But I don't think of them as goal setting. I think about how am I going to always do it better? So I'm never going to actually achieve a goal. Always, how do I get to do better? How's, how's the next book going to be better? Uh, how's, the, how's engagement going to be better? How's the next book tour going to be better? How's the next launch going to be better? Um, and just how we're always going to incrementally uh, make it better because of those past lessons. So I really don't think of it in terms of goal. Also, I think about it in terms of evaluation of what I've done in the past and how I can do it better in the future. Are you evaluating daily, weekly, or does it just depend? Constantly. Yeah. Yep, constantly. Uh, and some of them I'm capturing. Um, I'm trying to do better this year. So as I went and did this last launch, uh, book came out on the, the 30th of July, and it was a sprint of almost two weeks, which was crazy. A new city every day. Like, that was exhausting. And when they asked me, hey, can you do this two-week tour? I was like, of course I can do that. I was Navy SEAL. Of course I can do it. Yeah, about day five, I was like, whoa, okay, I'm not 26 anymore. Like, I, I need to take a breath. This is crazy. Um, 
but uh, but yeah, it was so as I went through that, I wasn't taking kind of notes as I went because it was so busy. But as soon as I got back, I sat down and put the plan together for the full next year, taking right. all those lessons from that week because I learned so much in that week. And then everything we did in the lead up to that, uh, timing wise, with release of the video, trailer, um, uh, all the things that went along, the, the, the galley copies going out versus the hardbacks going out, like all these things. And so I put that into a whole business plan for the next year that will morph. I won't be, uh, you know, things offer other opportunities will come up and I'll shift that schedule, but I have the full year essentially mapped out, but I'm not rigidly adhering to it and that it will morph as I go and things will pop up and you know, maybe a newsletter won't go out on time and, you know, that's fine. It's not the end of the world. Um, so I'm not uh, just so rigid in that I have to get that done to the expense of, of all else because other opportunities will emerge that will make more sense to allocate resources and time and energy and effort towards those new opportunities that pop up. So, but I generally have it mapped out for the whole next year now. Yeah, that's great. And I think that some of the magic in that is when you pursue, when you start that pursuit, the beauty of it is, is it evolves and it evolves. And a lot of people miss out on that because um, they don't, they don't, they don't go. Yep. Got to evolve and uh, kind of bring it back to the battlefield. Like, enemies always adapting to us. We're always adapting to the enemy. It's a game of constant adaptation out there. They typically do it very quickly because they don't have a huge bureaucracy to deal with. Um, and in this space, it's just me. So I don't really don't have a huge bureaucracy anymore uh, either. And what I'm doing is aggressively solving problems. Now, a lot of that's on the written page as I'm in the storyline, aggressively solving those type of problems. And then the other ones uh, on the outside, on the business side of the house, it's looking for those, looking for those opportunities, recognizing those opportunities, those uh, opportunities for, for partnerships or uh, you know whatever it is, um, and not having a lens distorted by what I did in the past. Meaning, uh, in the past, my uh, as a seal, uh, I didn't do any marketing, I didn't do any advertising, I didn't do any branding, I didn't do any co-branding, I didn't do any business plans, I didn't do any budgets, I didn't, none of that stuff. I mean, people in the military say they do budgets. No, government budget is different. It's you waste all your money and then you ask for more. Yeah, that's the budget. That's government budgeting. Uh, and yeah, I always see these evaluations of people and they say like these officers that say, and manage the budget of blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. And then you see what a real business person does on the outside and how they, how they budget. Allocate and resources. the pain they feel when they go over. Different. Oh yeah. When, the, yeah, exactly. Totally different. You just can't ask for more. Who yeah. can ask for more? Uh, so it's, yeah, it's a little ridiculous. Every time I see one of those, I'm like, oh, anyway, they'll see, disingenuous. they'll see. Exactly. A little disingenuous, I think. Uh, <laughs> which is why in the books it's so easy to make uh, officers and, uh, and politicians and government people in general uh, either incompetent or bad guys. Yeah. So I, uh, I love dealing with that. I can reach into those, you know, those, uh, those passions. Um, but uh, uh, business plan wise, uh, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's important to be able to, to adapt and solve those problems and recognize those opportunities. And uh, I came to this with a clear slate. So I didn't have like, oh, this is what I did in my last job. My last job, this is what you always do in marketing here. Okay? This is what's done. I didn't have any of that. I didn't know any of it. Didn't know I would have to do any of it. So I just looked at it uh, really as problems to solve and, and opportunities um, and just looked at it with that clear lens and then kind of looked at the space. And, uh, you know, I looked at Black Raffle Coffee pretty hard because when I know those guys and they were veterans and saw how they really mapped out the social media landscape, mapped out new media and partnered a, with other veteran owned businesses out there that were also getting out, starting, uh, leaving the military, and how all of those connections and all of those relationships really helped everyone, raised all boats. And uh, so I looked at how they did that, really taking advantage of the, the new social media landscape, the new media, and uh, I looked at what people were doing in publishing and saw that really no one was doing that sort of thing. 
Um, and I thought, well, I'll just apply some of these lessons, some of the things that I learned out there, take things that I like, discard the things I didn't like, um, and, uh, and and use that as I go forward to build this foundation of readers and see how that'll work. And it's, uh, it's worked out uh, fairly well. That's great, man. And you, you really are a pioneer in that, um, especially in this world, uh, you know, it's, it's not often that people take the road less traveled in different industries. Like you see it in some industries, but what you've been able to do in combining those things and recognizing those things that wasn't a normal practice in your industry um, has been awesome. And I think it's really going to change the game for a lot of people. Uh, you know, w- w- one thing I know about you, and, and especially because of that Equal Beyond series, we, we got to, to learn a lot of cool stuff. But, um, you know, growing up, you were able to study history and warfare. And as you as you uh, went up the ranks, you continued to do that through reading and through um, experience to protect your guys. There's not a whole lot to study in this world for, for where you're at right now and doing right. Or, or are you seeking who do you seek for advice? Where do you where do you look to? to continue your growth as you continue to uh, grow in your journey? Yeah, it's really, you know, wherever I can get it, I wouldn't say that I have like, hey, if I have a problem, this is one person I call, or if I, if I want to test out an idea, this is one person I call. I'm really trying to innovate as I, as I go along and uh, just be me. Um, not trying to copy anyone. Um, you know, obviously I see what's going out out there, but not just in publishing. Like, I look at other things as well, and I have, so all friends in all uh, in industries, really, uh, and businesses across industry is the best way to put it. And uh, you know, look at what they're doing and see, oh, can I apply any of that to, to what I'm doing? Can I take any of those lessons learned, both good and bad, and, uh, and take those on board, just like we all do as we go through life. You know, we take that experience, we take that knowledge, hopefully it, uh, both those things translate into a little wisdom, so then we can apply it going forward uh, and make the best decisions possible for, for ourselves and our families and our businesses. Um, but yeah, there's not somebody that I just reach out to or uh, or call for, for mentorship advice. I'm very lucky to have a lot of uh, people I consider mentors um, as I move along. But, uh, but really, it's just about uh, adapting and um, being, being me. And it's great that um, you know, with the social media stuff, it's just, it's, it would be very difficult not to be yourself and try to, especially as yeah. engaging the way that you can these days on social media through podcasts and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all the rest of it, um, to not be you. Like, that would be extremely difficult. And it would be, I think, personally, it would be exhausting to attempt to be something that you were not and that you know the whole world world uh your world your sphere your uh um your foundation um their customers are uh, uh are looking to you and it's just so easy to tell when someone is faking it today yeah. uh, so it really helps people like me uh in that i don't know how to be anything else but, right. but myself i don't have time uh you know and I, I don't even know how to do it anyway um so for me it's uh i really enjoy being able to, to build this thing and uh and do what i love most which is uh his writing and uh his next mission in life is really taking care of my family and this allows me to do that Hey, what's up? This is Jesse from Ironclad, and I'm really excited to tell you about our latest original series made in partnership with Blackhawk. It's called No Fail, and the first episode features former Navy SEAL Travis Kennedy. Now, Kennedy completed two combat deployments in Afghanistan, and in the first episode of the No Fail series, he opens up about the courage and heroism he witnessed as a special operations combat medic and the No Fail spirit that drove him to never back down even in the most dangerous situations. The release of the film on May 18th will be followed by a series of no-fail tactic videos in which Kennedy demonstrates combat techniques learned during his years as an elite special operator. 
Blackhawks Instagram followers will also have an opportunity to win exclusive no-fail kits featuring the actual Blackhawk product used in the film. Be sure to follow them at Blackhawk on Instagram and check out the full film when it releases on May 18th. Um, I know that you're always pushing yourself to seek new experiences. You're, you're, you're uh, avid outdoorsman. You, you travel. You do so much, and it plays into the synergy of what you do, you know, and I think that's a testament to you pursuing your passions. Um, but that authenticity and seeking those things, you know, because when people look at someone that, that is pursuing their passion, it's work to pursue your passion. You have to consci- make conscious efforts to do those things, um, but they ultimately make you better. So um, what lessons do you draw from the things that you enjoy, like the outdoorsman, taking your kids out, ex- adversity that you get from that, the manufacturer adversity from climbing up this mountain or any of these things, how do those apply to your success moving forward? Yeah, I think it's a lot of it is just, you know, being me, being transparent, in that when I go and do these things, um, you know, I capture some snapshots and then I talk about something that was that was meaningful or something that I learned or something that I can apply. And I put that, throw that up on Twitter, I throw that up on Instagram, I put it into a newsletter, uh, or I get an idea just from being out there in the wilderness and like, oh, you know, it'd be really cool if I did this and um, that'd be great. And I, but uh, it's really that transparency piece. And I saw a few companies that came up over the last you know, 10, 15 years that were transparent from the beginning, uh, from inception all the way through and really took customers or potential customers um, on the journey with them of building the business, how they were doing it, who they were reaching out to for like resource wise and lessons they learned along the way and like sharing the successes and the failures. And I was like, oh, interesting, maybe I can do that in the publishing world. I can kind of share this journey with people. So it's not just a book, it's not just a product. I'm not just holding up a product and uh, saying, buy this book. You know, that's, uh, you know, the writing part is what I'm passionate about. And yeah, the, the, what comes from that is is the novel. Like that, that's what what comes out of that, of that writing. And then I move on to the, to the next one. But really it's about that journey. It's about sharing that journey with readers and bringing them along with me so they can see, uh, one, just if it's interesting. Um, two, hey, how is this, how does what he's doing apply to these novels? Uh, three, oh, I would like to do this one day. Maybe I can get some lessons uh, by, uh, by following along in this journey because this guy's being so honest with what's uh, with what's going on as he goes as he follows this path that he's so passionate about, uh, or it doesn't even have to be writing. It could be someone saying it could be anything in life, and someone can be following along and, and watching this journey and looking at it for that adversity. Oh, look, how did he become a seal? What was the, What were the odds of that? Oh my gosh, how many people quit buds really? And then how long did he stay in? And then oh wait a second, he's a special needs kid too. He's still he's still married. How the heck did they do that? How, how did she put up with that for all these deployments? Uh, and then he transitioned and did something uh, else. Didn't go and contract and knew what he wanted to do from an early age, whatever it is, right, you know, just right. sharing that story and maybe it'll resonate with some people and, and help them no matter, uh, no matter what they're doing. So, uh, so I feel, yeah, it's, uh, it's, and it's also fun to be able to do, to share that journey with people. And now there's an outlet for that and there wasn't 40 years ago. And, and now, uh, now you can share that with people. Yeah, it's great, man. And, and you really are, it's so much more than one book or it's so much more than a book series, you know, what you've been able to do and what you've been able to put out to people and including everyone here at Ironclad, we're always keeping up. We're always in it because we enjoy it. You know, we enjoy it. You're authentic and, um, it's an aspirational, it's an aspirational life that you're, you're living. Um, and I think that that is one of the most valuable assets to be in this world today. Someone who inspires people to push and to do and to pursue. I think that, uh, you know, an epidemic is, you know, vicarious living or, 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 um, 
I, if only, if I wish, and uh, your living testament that pursue and get, you know, and it's been, it's been cool to see. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's really all about, yeah, the book is a product, whatever, but uh, it's really about freedom, you know, it doesn't have to be writing, it doesn't have to be publishing, it can be anything, but it's about freedom, it's about self-reliance, uh, it's about dealing with, with adversity, and living in a country where we have the opportunity to follow our dreams and our passions, and we can make the life we want. Um, we're going to have to follow anyone else's path in this country. Uh, and you can start you know, with nothing in this country. And you can grow into whatever you want to be. You have that freedom. No one's holding you back but yourself. You can do it. So it's so that's really the message. Um, and it's yeah, through the books I put that out and through, the, through my hopefully my life and what I'm sharing. But really it's about that. It's about that freedom to make the life that you want. Do you think it's your duty as it, being here and being free to, you know, I, I, I bring up this verse a lot, but, you know, too much is given, much is required. You know, with this ultimate freedom that we have, is it our duty to pursue passion and to pursue, um, you know, things that are ultimately going to um, give purpose and, and, and wholeness to life? Do you think is that or do you think that everyone kind of has a different calling with that? Yeah, no, I would say that we. It, what's great is that we have that freedom to do it or to not do it. Yeah, like you have that freedom too. Yeah, uh, you have that freedom to discover along the way, discover your passions along the way. Uh, everybody's going to take a different path, and everybody's going to maybe discover that mission and that purpose at a different time in life. And some people will never find it. Maybe they're not even looking for it. Yeah, but you know that's what's great about this country. Uh, we have those freedoms, um, and that's uh, for me. That's really what it's uh, what it's all about. No one's holding you back, and you can do whatever you want. So. Uh, uh, for those of us that have kids, uh, obviously, I think it's uh, it's important to set uh, that example yeah. and, and things that they uh, they can look up to. And if they don't recognize it now, when they get older, they can look back and say, "Oh wow, look at what my parents did. Uh, look at what they what they uh, wanted or they put up with, or look what happened after September 11th when they were uh, it was a whole new thing back then. It was a whole new model, a whole new paradigm. All these families were in it together. It wasn't just the guys going down range. And then and then look what they did is they transitioned. Look how they raised us as kids. Um, you know, maybe they can take some lessons." From that and apply and maybe that to their families um, and uh, to their lives in general as they move forward. So as parents, I would say, yeah, I think we do have a responsibility yeah, yeah. Uh, as parents to do some things like that. But uh, just as citizens, you know, you have the freedom to uh, to follow those passions and to succeed or not, yeah. uh, depending on the decisions that you make along the way and how you uh, how you incorporate the successes and failures into your life. How you uh, incorporate those uh, experiences and the, that knowledge as you go forward. So it's all. Uh, you know, it's all about that individual responsibility and, and self-reliance and taking responsibility for both the, the good and the bad that happens and, uh, you know, sharing, uh, sharing that journey with your, with your family and with others, people that you're mentoring so that hopefully they can uh, do it better than you did. That's what, I, uh, that's what I always thought about in the teams. I always wanted my junior officers or my guys to uh, do it better than I did it for them. That was always, uh, always my goal. So, and if I, if I did that, if I shared those successes, shared those failures as we went along, um, then, uh, then that was a, that was a success. That's great, man. How much of an asset do you think those failures are along the way? Oh yeah. Well, it depends on, on if you recognize them, right. if, uh, uh, and I think it's important to be able to articulate them and put words to them, uh, so that you can effectively deal with them. Cause it's also very easy to shut them out, uh, not articulate them, uh, not identify them. And I think it's important to do so verbally, um, so that, uh, you can identify it something as a, as a problem, as a failure, uh, and then ask the right questions to make it a positive going forward. So, um, so yeah, all, all of those make us, uh, make us who we are. And, uh, yeah, it was in the teams, it was important to, to share those, uh, 
those failures with the guys just as it was important to, to uh, share the success and then to push the, um, the credit for that success down to them. So that was all part of it. Cool. So at the end, I like to ask this question, um, you know, because we've already knocked out 35 minutes. I, I, so one of the questions I have for you is if you had to challenge someone, whether they're a 75-year-old grandma right now or a 15-year-old athlete that's listening to this, um, you had to give them a challenge to immediately enact over the next five days. You know, what, what practice or what challenge would you give them? What, what's the, uh, what, what's the it, outcome? It's really, it, the outcome is really to add more fulfillment to their life, right? You know, someone who's accomplished so much, who's, who's, who's once again, you, you don't even look at them as goals. You know, you're, you're achieving, you're, you're visualizing and going and continuing to evolve. Um, you know, what is a practice or a challenge that you would want someone to enact? You know, something could be as simple as making your bed every morning. It could be as simple as can, you know, speak those failures, anything of those, those lines that we always like to gain as much assets from guys like you or, or, um, that have just lived it and, um, are a living example of, of pursuit and, uh, purpose. Got it. So, uh, it's funny. I laughed when you said the make the bed thing, because, uh, yeah, my <laughs> one of my things in the military was I'm never making my bed again. I know that goes contrary to some of the other you know self help books that are out there right now. Um, but I mean OCS and uh, boot camp, having to make that bed and do those hospital corners, man, that drove me nuts. Uh, like I can make more efficient use of my time. I'm I swear it. Uh, so yeah, I'm not a big making the bed guy. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just throw the sheet back over. I got things I think to do. Um, but uh, since you said the 75 year old grandmother and the the younger athlete, yeah. um, since we're putting those all together, I probably have different things for both of them. Right. But because we're together, I would say, hey, read, you know, read more. Find what are you interested in, um, and here's some recommendations. I'm a, a lifelong reader, and I try to instill that in the kids. This love of books, this love of learning, and what's great is that there are so many great, wonderful books out there. Whether it's fiction, it's or it's non. Um, and if you haven't started that journey, that reading journey, uh, and a lot of the, this generation, the younger ones, so not the 75-year-old grandmother, but maybe the, the younger athlete, maybe his reading is all online or all on his phone or all a couple sentences on Twitter from the people he follows that are within you know, the things that he likes that are kind of essentially uh, preaching the choir. Um, but hey, there's a whole world out there at the local library, at your bookstore, and anything you're interested in, people have written about it a lot. So dive in, and if you're young, you have a lifelong journey ahead of you. Uh, and if you're a little older, let me know what you're interested in, and I can uh, give you some recommendations. Um, but uh, I would say that, yeah. Don't, uh, don't, don't forget that there's a library out there, and there's a whole world of knowledge that uh, is more in-depth than just a tweet. That's awesome, man. And, and, and once again, I was inspired when we went and we worked with you, and to see that in practice by you and to hear the stories from when you were young to how much that's impacted your life to now and you're living those things it really did I mean that was one of the 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 pushes for myself even to start digging in more and realizing it is there anything is there you know um, even what you do on a daily basis when you you contact people you're you're accessible you're you're an example of it's there, man. It's at your fingertips, and uh, you're even that for your readers. You know, you're available for them, and it's just been uh, a blast to watch your journey. And it's it's, it's a blast to continue to work with you and, and continue to chat with you for, on these things. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you guys for everything. You guys have been incredible, and uh, yeah, it's, it's it's an honor to work with you guys. So appreciate all you do.
Yeah, thanks. It, it, how can how can people find you and what's next for you? Got it. Okay, so uh, officialjackcar.com is the website. So people that are interested in more of a deep dive, maybe into the weapons or a uh, you know what's going on next. I'm about to launch a uh, a reading list. People have been asking me for a reading list for since I since I jumped into this realm, and uh, I actually put one together for the Naval Special Warfare Center as I was getting out. They wanted a professional reading list, so uh, I put together a reading list and broke it down by section and why I thought. Each section was important for people to read as part of their journey in the SEAL teams for professional development. Um, so I'll incorporate some of those and then the fiction that I read growing up and then talk about why it was impactful to me. Um, so I'm going to start that. I think it's going to be uh, six books a month and they'll go up on the blog on the on the website. So I'm going to do that soon. So that's uh, officialjackcar.com. And then on the social channels, it's USA. And I'm most active on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Things get reposted from Instagram, but uh, three platforms was two. I would be my only. The only thing I did if I uh, added the Facebook, I think, would be to, to to respond to people on all three platforms. So Instagram and Twitter are the ones where that I check, and then things get posted to, to Facebook from from Instagram. So if I don't get back to you on Facebook, that's why. But uh, if you want to reach me, Instagram, Twitter is the best way, and that's Jack Car USA. Awesome, man. Well, I'm going to dig into that reading list. I'm nice. going to go uh, right into it. I don't want to just post the whole thing all at once. You don't yeah. have people overwhelmed. So it's going to be that, you know, finding pictures of each of the books and then why that one was important with three or four sentences. Uh, and then people can go through and say, oh, that one sounds interesting. Or eh, not that one, not that one so much. But um, and there'll be things from fiction. There'll be uh, historical fiction. There'll be nonfiction. Uh, maybe some uh, some books on writing or things that inspired me along the way. So it's going to cover uh, uh, a lot of different uh, areas of publishing. That's huge, man. Well, thanks for everything. Thanks for being an inspiration, and uh, we're excited for more. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for everything. I'll see you soon. All right. Sounds good, man. See, what I tell you, he's a great dude. Super, super smart. Great author. Be sure to check out Savage Son. Also, hey, follow him on Instagram, at Jack Carr. There's two R's in car, at Jack Carr USA, to see the latest. And, hey, pick up Savage Son wherever you can buy books. Trust me, this thing is a page turner. Start with Terminal List. That one... I was talking to one of the guys here, stayed up all night to read, get through Terminal List. It's just one of those kind of books. You don't want to put it down. You want to check it out. And hey, while you're on Instagram following Jack, be sure to follow at This Is Ironclad and you won't miss the latest uh, of what we got going on and some future podcasts and a lot of cool stuff coming up. All right, that's it. We'll see you guys next time.